welcome to this episode on the Wonder Mom Diaries podcast. I'm your host, Mandy, and today's conversation is with George, a mom based in the U.S. who has made efficient and effective packing a priority in her life. So if you've ever wished that you didn't need to check a bag or it just seems impossible to travel light, especially when you have a little one, this conversation is for you. It's full of interesting techniques to be sure that you pack everything you need and can still be hands-free without a checked bag for trips as long as 10 days. You'll learn about packing cubes, which I have never heard about before. They are not like the plastic compression bags you may have seen at Bed Bath & Beyond. These are sleek cubes with durable fabric that have simple but effective compression features. So keep that in mind while we are talking. George shares what she packs, how she packs it, and more fun tips for efficient and effective travel packing. There is some bonus content at the end as well about visiting Prague, so stick around to the end. The show notes are written in blog format on my website, www.wondermomdiaries.com but the direct link to the post is in this podcast description. Here you will find a great summary of the conversation, along with the links for the products she dropped in the episode. If you like this podcast, please give it a rating and review. It is very new and it helps it get discovered by more people. So let's dive into this conversation with George about staying within the carry-on size limit when traveling with Littles. So welcome to the Water Mom Diaries podcast. George, do you want to tell us a little bit about you and your family? Absolutely. So first of all, let me just start off with a woman named George being on a show called Wander Mom. I am a mom. <laughs> I'm a cisgendered lady. My mom just really loved Nancy Drew. And Nancy Drew had two best friends named Bess and George. And George was a girl. And she was tall and brunette and athletic. And I am also a brunette. Um, <laughs> so I'm named after the character in the book. Awesome. Uh, we get a lot of questions about that for sure. And thank God my husband has a sense of humor. <laughs> That's great. So... My husband and I have been together for six and a half years. We have a five-year-old son and we also foster as well. Um, But we have not traveled with foster kids at this point. Okay. And um, I'd like to dive in a little bit about a road trip that you've done with your, with your family um, across the country when he was (laughs) five months old. So that sounds like an adventure. How, how did that go? The biggest thing about that, so we were moving with household goods. So I didn't want to, obviously you can't bring in all of your stuff from a car. So the big thing that we did to make sure that we were well-packed on that trip was everybody had color-coded stuff. We have this packing cube for Charlie, this packing cube for George, this packing cube for Brandon, and making sure it all fit in one bag. And it's like, this is what we expect to use for the week. Of course, my pump and uh, my husband had their own bags. (laughs) But for me and Charlie, we were just in one bag. Um, And to me, the key to being well-packed and to being able to do one bag is organization. So when you say color coding, because I know um, I know you're like a a color coding guru here. (laughs) What do you mean by color coding. So are, are like the packages it's in is color coded or is everything in 
the bag the same color? Like how can you define what you mean by like color coding? Sure. So the easiest way to explain it is to probably talk about just the products we were using at the time. So um, we had a duffel and then um, we have packing cubes in different colors. So Eagle Creek makes packing cubes in all different colors. And we were using those at the time. So if it was white, it had Charlie's stuff. If it was red, it had Georgia's stuff. If it was blue, it had Brandon's stuff. They also have a green and another color, but I'm not like a lime green person. So we went unintentionally patriotic with it. So now I don't use those as much anymore. Uh, now my I tend to use the Peak Design packing cubes, which are the best packing cubes I have ever come across, ever. Uh, I just don't even know how to explain why they're so much better than every other packing cube I've ever seen, but they absolutely are. They have this really easy, like, tearaway pull, and the zipper never gets stuck. There's uh, Their compression works really well, and there's a like a little compartment on the underside to put your dirty clothes in. Usually I end up with one clean outfit in there and my dirty clothes back in the packing cube by the end of the trip. Um, but Peak Design stuff is so resilient and so well organized, but they only come in one color. So we color code much less these days. Now we determine by sizes. So my son is five, so he has little clothes. So it's really easy to put four or five days worth of his stuff in their small packing cube. And then my stuff goes in their large packing cube. And the small and the large can fit right together in my... 38 liter Bellroy Transit Plus backpack. I love a travel backpack because you have your hands free. When we did that cross-country drive, I took a duffel and I will never do that again. <laughs> I learned the hard way on that. But even in my purse, um, everything's a little bit color-coded in there. I really like the Jujube B-Set pieces. Everything in there is antimicrobial and machine washable, which I feel like is a big key for kids. I like a good organizational key. It makes things really, really easy to find quickly. I love it all. I love it all. Just having that visual is so helpful when you're searching for everything and when your car is full or you have a big bag and you need to find this specific thing to be able to color code or to label it. And all of the things that you're, all those these little gems that you're dropping about these different products, um, we'll make sure listeners can uh see what you're talking about and get links to those products in the blog post that I'll write um, after this interview about all of these wonderful tips you're giving. Um, so thank you for that. Feel free to be as detailed as you want because we can always link it to the to the blog post later. Okay, so we talked a little bit about these packing cubes. This was for a road trip that you did across the country. So kudos to you. Mama, that is amazing. <laughs> and when we've talked before, you have a special system for flying and for flying with a carry-on only. Now, with me and my last trip, it was like my own my daughter, who was a year old at the time, had her own carry-on. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm super interested to know how you were able to fit so many things into one carry-on or or what can you define like what carry-on means to you? Was it just a backpack? Was it a standard carry-on size um, that gets measured at the airport? Um, so and then I'd also like 
for you to tell us who you were traveling with. Was it just you and your child or was it everybody in this one bag or did they each have their own? So if you want to want to share your knowledge and expertise on this, I'm all ears. Absolutely. So um, my son and I did a lot of trips together. So when he was little, like uh, we kept him as a lap child until he was two. I will say we took advantage of every free flight we could with him where we did not have to pay for a seat for him. Most of the time, if you uh, if you're traveling by yourself or if you're traveling with a significant other, if you put your kid in a middle seat on like a Southwest flight where it's not an assigned seat, people will not sit near you. <laughs> it is awesome. So that's my hack. If you don't have assigned seating, and I think Southwest is the only one that doesn't. If you find yourself on a Southwest flight, sit your kid in a middle seat. If they're not oversold, you will get a whole row all to yourself. Yeah, I would love to. I'd love to try that. We've often don't do the pick your own seat. We flew Delta most of the time. And what we would do is we would just go up to the flight attendant, like the, the counter before you get on the flight and say, hey, we're all separated in these seats um, and we're a family. Can we be sat together? And every time they they pull through for us. So we're able to sit together anyway. Um, so that's also, it never hurts to ask. If you, if you want to save on those charges, you can just ask them afterwards. And usually they're really good about it. But I like the, uh, the passive aggressive. So you're getting the center, don't sit next to us. Uh, on assigned seating, I've, we've never had an issue where we were separated, I will say. When it was me and my son, um, especially before he was two, I always wore him in a carrier or made him walk. So when he was under 14 months, I just had him in an ergo on my front and a backpack on my back. And then I usually had like a diaper, a small diaper bag with me as well. Uh, I was carrying the Jujube Be Light at the time, which is like just a small tote bag. Super easy. There's no interior organization with it because I bring my own. As you know, I love a good pouch. So um, that was my diaper bag. And it was super easy. So uh, once he got a little bit bigger, and especially once we were traveling when he was like two and a half or three, there's also a, a miniature backpack called the Jujubee Mini Bee that we would put on him. Uh, I will send you a photo of this so you can <laughs> include it in the blog of him carrying this little backpack. So I love little bit. I love bags in general and backpacks are a curse of mine. Like I have to buy almost all of them that I see in every different size. So I'm super excited for my daughter to wear her tiny little backpack that fits her tiny little body. <laughs> exactly. Um, it's an easy, easy diaper bag for me. Like if we go to the zoo and we're just, I'm bringing some snacks and some water bottles. It's an easy way to be hands-free if you're at the zoo or the aquarium. Or if you're flying with your kid, make them wear it. So now when we're traveling, the thing that I do is our clothes go in my bag together. Um, so I have our toiletry kit, usually a packing cube each. And that all just fits in either my 38 liter Bellroy Transit Plus or the Nomadic Travel Bag, which is amazing and has weirdly the best grip handle on any bag I've ever, ever had. Are those backpacks? They are both travel backpacks. The okay. Nomadic, I think, is 
40 liters and the Bellroy's 38. So it's a hair smaller, but they both have really good organization. They're clean. They're easy to carry. They're comfortable all day carries. I have done international trips loaded down with winter clothes in the nomadic. I did a three week trip to Montana with just the nomadic and like my gym bag, basically, um, like a messenger size carry on that nomadic is so spacious. You can fit an enormous amount of stuff in it. Gosh, you're going to make me buy another backpack. (laughs) I do not need another backpack, but no, that's awesome. We'll link to that for sure. You're so good. Absolutely. And how big are the packing cubes? The packing cubes are, their small one is nine liters and their medium is 18 liters. So basically their medium is twice the size as the small and they only come in small and medium. Okay. I had something different in vision. I have like these, you know, the bags that compress, but these are really nice, really nice quality. It looks like. The quality is exceptional. They will last a lifetime. Um, I have two in each size and I've had them for probably three or four years. They look brand new and we travel a lot with a kid. Okay. So I'm just, I'm just trying to visualize in a backpack. You fit one of those medium ones in a backpack or do you do the smaller ones? Oh, uh, a medium and a small. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's Uh, awesome. Yeah. They are incredible. And I will make sure that there are links to all of these products because I can't <laughs> enough nice things about them. They are truly gold. And that's what makes you know, finding the right product that fits for you is really what makes one bag travel doable and efficient. And now my son's at an age where it's easy for him to carry his own bag. So he gets his own little backpack full of his in-flight entertainment. So whatever he's going to use goes in there, his books, his toys, um, anything that he's bringing. I really like brain flakes. Um, They're an interlocking kind of thing. And they're good for kids from, I would say three until probably 10. It's kind of, it's like Legos, but they lay flat. And so they're really, really super duper easy to pack up. And we have a silicone stasher bag um, that has a carabiner on it. And it's just the right size to pack full of brain flakes and clip on his backpack for him. So we usually send him with a couple of books and a toy. My favorite travel tip for flying with littles is introduce a new book and or toy on the flight when they start to get fussy. I actually have um, another episode with a mom I interviewed and we talk about um, flying tips and tricks. And she has four, she had four girls and single mom and flies everywhere. I mean, they've been all over the world. And um, she said, just like you said, to bring in those those new uh, new toys, except hers were more like Dollar Tree um like the dollar store. So after a half an hour of the flight, uh, they're individually wrapped in some tissue paper and you give them to your child and they can even trade if you have more than one kid. So there's an hour that goes by, usually entertains them for about half an hour and then they can have the next one. So depending on how long your trip is, it's pretty inexpensive way to keep your kid busy. um, Making sure that we, (laughs) we, we keep things exciting on a boring flight, right? (laughs) Exactly. 
I want to dig a little bit into, um, like, I'm just thinking of all the outfits. And I know I'm like constantly packing way more clothes for her than for me. Um, so what do you, what do you pick in the end? Like, what's your go-to for, for your kid? So here is my rule. Everyone gets one spare outfit. Mm, Oh my gosh. It's the number of days you're flying or it's the number of days you're traveling plus one. Okay. So you bring one spare and that keeps me from overpacking and then makes me feel like, oh, I have a decision. I don't, I get to choose what I'm wearing on this day. I lie to myself. That's what I do. (laughs) That's the whole piece. Lie to yourself. For boys, it's really easy. Um, you know, and my son is super simple. Like it's, it's pants in the winter, it's shorts in the summer, it's t-shirts, long, long sleeve or short sleeve all year round. And then, you know, you toss in an extra couple of hoodies on there and call it good. Boys are super easy. When I'm traveling, when I'm at home, I'll wear a chunky sweater for sure. When I'm traveling, I'm expecting to be outdoors or in a climate controlled area. So I'm less worried about cozy sweaters when traveling, though I will say I took a like a knee length longer chunky cardigan when we went for eight days in Prague uh, in the middle of winter, like in January. And if you're going to bring something like that for a winter trip, just wear it on the plane. Yeah. Oh, I have some funny stories of um, friends that I've traveled with and the amount of clothes she got on the plane it was like a discount airline by stuffing her winter coat. <laughs> it was packed so much. It would stand on its own. <laughs> she got away with it. Um, but yeah, you can always wear those bulky things and take them off. Use it as a pillow on the airplane. That's a great, great tip. Um, <laughs> I love it. Uh, so laundry, do you, do you ever do like, that's the thing that comes into my mind. Will I have access to a laundry facility? Because if I do, then that's going to really help with the amount of clothes that I bring. But do you ever try to do laundry or do you just plan to not do it? I usually plan to not do it. If I have it, it's great. But my plan is usually to not do it. So I just went for 23 days to Montana for work. And you better believe I had two pairs of jeans, four shirts and 20 dresses. And I fit them in two peak design, large packing cubes. All right. So those packing cubes are key. Like I got to get myself one of those, I guess. Yeah, they are key. And then I also used a small one to pack like four pairs of yoga pants and t-shirts to exercise and six nightgowns. But it turned out the uh, Airbnb condo that I was renting was above a laundromat. So I did do laundry about halfway through my trip. My thought is if you're going for less than two weeks and you're economical about it, you can easily get away with not having to do laundry. So on, I would say, 95% of my trips, unless I'm traveling for more than two weeks, I don't worry about laundry. I just bring what I need. Mm -hmm. I've also done the emergency wash your underwear in the (laughs) sink. (laughs) Grab some hand soap, wash it, let it air dry, you know, um, because I always seem to underpack underwear (laughs) and socks. I don't know why I don't learn after all these years. (laughs) The last thing that um, I wanted to kind of ask you about, and it has absolutely nothing to do with packing, is how is Prague? 
because I, that was the one, one city in Europe that I have friends from that are Czech and, um, we've talked about going on these trips and then it just didn't happen. So we're going to Europe next year and next summer, and we are going to make this one of our priority locations, I think, because we just have, I feel like I know it already, but I haven't been there. So how was it? Did you live there? Did you, you, you did you visit or both? Both. So I lived there for about a year and a half. And then um, my husband and I went back to visit in January of 2019. Uh, It is a place to go. It's exceptional. I love it. It's one of my favorite cities in the entire world. Every day I wake up in America and I think, why did I do this to myself? I could be using public transit. Um, It's amazing. It's an exceptionally beautiful city. Everyone wants to see the clock, which is great. Definitely see the clock. But right behind, there's an alleyway right behind it. And like two or three doors down, there's a gelato place. Go there. I promise you it's the best gelato you'll find outside of it. Oh, secret gelato. I love it. It is the best ice cream place. It is amazing. You will love it. Uh, it's one of my favorite places. The other big thing to know about Prague is it's so friendly. Everybody speaks English. It's so easy to get around. Like the transit is not confusing. It's very clear and it's very cheap. My big recommendation is don't do single tickets, just buy the week long pass. Uh, even if you're only there for like three days. By the week pass because it'll pay for itself if you're using the transit. Um, okay, good to know. I lived there for like a year and a half. I think I took a taxi once. Mm-hmm. Uh, the transit will get you anywhere in the city proper 24 hours a day. Like it's perfect. It's just perfect. So it's a really, really usable system. Yeah, almost everybody speaks English. They're like less than 10 million. I think it's about 10 million people in the Czech Republic. And they are realistic that no one speaks their language. <laughs> Um, but when I moved there, all I could say was, I don't understand Czech. Do you speak English? And that got me by for Mm -hmm. a full year. Yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) So you'll be just fine, but it's beautiful. Um, it is, if you're there in the right season, it's super fun to go paddle boating on the river. Uh, it's definitely a very touristy thing to do, but it's a fun thing. What would you say the best time of year to go visit? The winters are not extreme. The summers get pretty hot and not everybody has air conditioning just because it didn't used to get so hot there. And there's a lot of old buildings. Now it's starting to get hotter in the summers. Um, So peak summer can be a little rough. Just make sure you have a place with AC. But it's not, I mean, it's temperate enough that if you're a person that can stand any season, you can really go any time of year. I will say the Christmas markets are awesome to experience and super fun if you're a winter person. I love European Christmas markets. Uh, I lived three years in Sweden, so um, we never had seen Christmas markets like those in, in Europe and Germany has some really good ones. Um, they all, they all, all the countries do a great job with Christmas. I miss that. Yeah. Miss- we, uh, they get Christmas markets. We get mall Santas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. And then the last thing that I wanted to give you a chance to kind of, um, elaborate on is kind of like what you do. So I, I, um, I read that you, you work with teens and yeah, if you want to give a little bit of information about what you do, 
Um, now's your chance. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm an optimized coach and a theta healing instructor, and I'm also a theta healing practitioner and an EFT practitioner. So essentially it's my job to help people get their stuff together. And whether that's looking at like how you function on a daily basis with sleep and nutrition and movement, or if you're looking at still carrying around emotional baggage from childhood experiences or past relationships and how that affects you now. And so how you clear out that stuff to get where you want to go. So really my whole job is helping people figure out what they want to do and where they want to go. So I really love to work with teenagers on that because uh, it's so hopeful and so optimistic and they have so many ideas about where they want to go and what they want to do. And so I, I especially love to work with teenagers on that. And I created a coaching program that's specifically for teenagers about all the stuff that you don't learn in school. Like, why don't they teach us how to sleep, how to appropriately move our bodies or feed our bodies? Or um, thankfully here, you're required to take a personal finance class in order to graduate from the state of Missouri, but that's new and not all states have that. So I talk a little bit about budgeting and how to handle your money and what some of that looks like. And um, a little bit about student loans and what that looks like. And so just kind of some things that I think a lot of kids aren't taught in school that, you know, I grew up with a single dad who was very well-meaning, um, but not the most emotionally intelligent person. And there was just a lot of things he didn't know. And there was nobody around to tell me these things because we either didn't have the information yet or it wasn't coming from home or school. So the whole idea behind my... Uh, teen program and my show that's getting ready to start called I Wish Someone Had Told Me is this is all the stuff I wish someone had told me. Uh, this is the stuff that I had to learn the hard way. So please benefit from the wisdom of my experience. Learn the easy way. <laughs> <laughs> and is it a, what kind of show is it? It will be on YouTube and I think Instagram live. Okay. Okay. And then where can people find more about you and what you're doing? Oh, that's so easy. So uh, I'm George and my company is called By George and you can learn all about me at bygeorge.org. Okay. Awesome. Maybe if you ever feel like being on this podcast again about sharing any tips or life skills for for parents to help communicate with their kids, I'd love to have you back. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for your time today. I would love to. Thanks for having me and I would love to come back again anytime. taking the time to join in on this episode on the Wander Mom Diaries podcast. If you'd like a clear and concise resource for the main points of this episode, check out my blog at www.wandermomdiaries.com. Easy to remember, right? Additionally, on the blog, you will find stories and support for adventurous mothers like yourself. And since we are usually listening on the go or while multitasking, you can resort to this blog for notes so that you can remember to use this helpful information when you need it. You can also subscribe to the email list and you will automatically be notified of when new blog posts and podcasts are posted. Thanks for your support. We are all here to help each other. So if you're a fellow Wander Mom who would like to share your story on the podcast, reach out to me in the DMs on Instagram at Diaries or email me at WandermomDiaries at gmail.com. I would absolutely love to hear your story. 
Thanks again for tuning in and don't be afraid to explore away, Wander Moms.